Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal, and I am the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Today, we launched this channel officially, so welcome to the Business of Cannabis YouTube channel. We've begun to populate the channel with our Business of Cannabis archive, so when you're done, have a look around. There's lots and lots of content, and there'll be more every day. And like all YouTube channels, the first thing I should say is please smash the subscribe button, which should be right there. It's big and red. We'd love to have you subscribe so you make sure you get this in your YouTube feed at all times. For those that are new to Business of Cannabis, since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. And that's what we look to do here today and every day. We'll be doing the show every day. And what exactly is this show is a very good question. And we're going to continue to run it uh, to see how it turns out. But every day, we'll run down the key stories we're following, then transition to a cannabis conversation with a cannabis newspaper, newsmaker in our BFC Live segment. Sometimes those will be live live. Other times, there'll be segments recorded at events or part of our other programming within Business of Cannabis. And we're starting today, obviously. So welcome and Happy New Year. We'd love to hear uh, from you in the comments and always feel free to visit us on businessofcannabis.com as well as through all of our social channels, including Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. What we'll start every day with was a rundown of what uh, we are following in the news, uh, part of our Cannabis Daily newsletter. Uh, so here are today's stories. First, Leaf's CEO is making some news, more cannabis M&A in 2022. And uh, hemp could benefit from a focus on the environment. And 2021 was a milestone year for European cannabis, and we will get into that. For our first story, True Leaves CEO goes Yahoo. In an appearance on Yahoo Finance Live, the CEO of Florida-based MSO True Leave, Kim Rivers, said that the industry will continue to grow within states, whether federal reform comes in 2022 or not. For those that are new to this, Trulieve went public in September 2018 and has grown by 225% since then uh, and has seen a 79% top line growth year over year compared to 2020 in the first nine months of 2021. So they are on a rapid growth pattern. Rivers also called on Congress to act on the American people's will to legalize cannabis, but also noted, importantly, that the industry is growing by leaps and bounds even without federal legalization. And we'll come back to True Leave in a moment as part of the M&A train. So next up, is the M&A train just getting started? There were 306 cannabis M&A transactions in 2021, said New York's Viridian Capital Advisors. That's three times as many uh, that were in 2020, according to a report by MJ Biz Daily. The biggest deals of 2021, well, Jazz Pharmaceuticals buying GW Pharma, True Leave, as we mentioned up top, buying Harvest Health, Pharmacan buying LiveWell. Hexo taking over ReadyCan and their ready, uh, their famous ready uh, pre-rolls here in Canada, and Terrasend buying Gage Cannabis. Now, what else? Well, lower interest costs and pressure to grow could mean even more M&A in the year ahead. And here are some recent trends that we are watching on the M&A front. There are entrants into new and emerging adult use markets like Green Thumb Industries' recent acquisition of Minnesota's Leaf Line Industries. MSOs are snapping up outdoor cultivators in California because of the crunch in the California market. Canadian licensed producers are looking to grow their presence in the U.S. and beyond. And emerging hemp companies in Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee seem like good M&A targets. For our third story, hemp's role in solving the climate crisis. Carbon caps and plastics bans could drive demand for hemp products like building blocks, clothes, and more, according to a report 
by Bloomberg. But there are some hemp headwinds, if you will. The number of acres planted for hemp shrank by about 50% from 2020 to 2021. And the FDA obviously does not currently regulate CBD. And right now, hemp is more expensive to produce than petrochemicals as they relate to plastic. So there is uh, there are some headwinds in front of us. But here's an indicator that we are watching. Merida Capital Partners will grow its investment in industrial hemp companies like Canadian Rockies Hemp Corp and Bast Fiber Technologies because, as they say, industrial hemp is the biggest opportunity in the cannabis sector as a whole. Finally, to our friends across the pond in the EU, 2021 was a big year for Europe's cannabis industry, according to Business Can. Some of the major milestones and maybe a little bit of what's to come. Well, Germany gave the green light to an adult-use cannabis market. Malta made news towards the end of the year, becoming the first European country to legalize adult-use cannabis. Switzerland and the Netherlands will launch their own adult-use trials this year. And momentum is growing in Luxembourg, Portugal, and Italy. And... It's important. Medical cannabis is expanding to 20 countries, including Ireland and France. So what's still to come? Well, clearing many of the roadblocks related to CBD, especially in the UK, increased investment of European cannabis companies from the US and Canada. So we will keep a close eye on that in 2022. Now, if you like those stories and what we're watching today, we encourage you to join 10,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern time with our Business of Cannabis, Cannabis Daily newsletter. And coming up in a moment, we will connect with Krista Raymer of the Vitrina Group. She is our resident cannabis retail expert. We'd like to connect with her. We connected with her as part of the Lift & Co Expo in November in Toronto to talk about her thoughts around cannabis retail density overall, especially in Ontario and maybe even specifically more in Toronto near the convention center where this conversation took place. We want to connect with her about how retailers ought to be thinking and preparing for this increased competition. So this is a conversation with Krista Raymer recorded at the Lyft & Co Expo in Toronto in November. Krista Raymer, thanks for stopping by. Jay, thank you for having me. Uh, how many lifts have you been to? Uh, two. Two. Vancouver. One in Toronto and one in Vancouver. The one in Vancouver was January 2020. 20? Yes. It's my birthday, actually. Whoa. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. So my birthday's coming back up. Great. Let's talk about that. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the big difference, one, a big difference. There's a lot of big differences. There's a, there's a lot going on here. One in particular is that from my house to here, to mm -hmm. get to this trade show yes. now, I go by 30 cannabis retailers yeah. and I live in downtown Toronto. I mean, the density just within a one kilometer radius of this venue is outrageous. Yes. Yes. Especially because during COVID, there's basically nobody down here. But yes. in my neighborhood, so I live in the west end of Toronto and I would come here on Queen Street mm -hmm. and we I go by a lot, which begs the question, you are a cannabis retail expert. You're a retail expert. You also work in cannabis, cannabis. retail. Um, is that, I mean, the, the question everybody in Toronto is asking, is that too many? It, well, what's the defini to, a definition of too many? Okay. I think like when we look back historically and the amount of products that were available on the market, 100% it's been too many stores. 
the reality though is that we have a lot of new products coming to market. There's new opportunity to differentiate. Now it's going to be a game about how agile can we be and how effective are we at communicating with a specific customer base. We can't be everything to everyone. People are trying to be everything to everybody. That's not a great recipe. I learned that from Krista Raymer. <laughs> it, it historically has worked. Right? right, like yes. it, for a period of time, we could reach our customers, we didn't need to differentiate, customers were going to come to us. Now, customers have a lot of choice, a lot of options on the market, and a lot of different products to choose from once they're in a physical environment. So matching up the right customer and the right product in the right place is going to be the name of the game. And that is hard. That's been retail That's, 101. But it, 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 it is yes. hard, because yes. people, in, it is very challenging in, in non-cannabis retail to do mm -hmm. all of those things and do it well and be consistent and find the right people. And that's where I want to go with this. Like, finding the right people to work in a place is very hard. Yes. And uh, from an outside perspective who doesn't work in retail, like, you know it when you see it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to define, but you know it when you see it. Mm -hmm. You know it when you see it at a restaurant. You know it when you see it at a retail. Yes. You know when you see it at a department store, all of those things. How do you talk to retailers about building that, that core team and then how do you get that team to like work as a unit? The best environments are always going to be where everybody is aligned and shares some core values. The reality is, is though we have to be really specific what with what is. those core values are. Mm -hmm. So if we try again and be too much for everybody and nothing has a lot of traction, it's not gonna work. Right. If we think about the very best retail stores, they all have something in common and everybody who's working there is on the same page with what we're trying to achieve. And right now, it's very, very fragmented. That needs to start at the interviewing process, and that comes through just in the interview to say whether we're gonna do the buy-in and we're all on the same page. So we need to start at interviewing. We need to be better at interviewing and actually do better hiring, not necessarily because the talent isn't there, but getting the talent into the right environments to begin with. Yeah, and put them in places to succeed. And. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about other retail, non-cannabis retail. Okay. Like, what are some things when you think about like the people that do the hiring the best and the training the best, or do merchandising the best, or do in-store flow or signage? Like, what, when you think about when you're describing, so people understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, what are the examples you tell them about? I think like we we're very quick to use Apple. I mean, we've aesthetically used Apple and right. cannabis historically, right. whether right. that's right or wrong. Right. But from a hiring perspective, everybody there is with sharing the same goal. Yeah. You walk in and you know you're going to have really great service. And that's been an expectation that has been set from the time that they interviewed. Lululemon is also a really good example where everybody shares some core values about their lifestyle. Right. Um, Aritzia is another one where whether you like it or not, like it's very specific. You can probably see an employee from Aritzia from a mile away because they have shared core values around what is important to them. Right. And so it's those environments who have created and curated a team that can work together to send a very particular message. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of work around your brand ethos as well. Mm -hmm. And we're just not quite there yet. Right. And, and can I ask a question why we're not quite there yet? Is it because it's difficult to get up and opened? It's difficult to start up anyway. Yes. Difficult in a regulated environment. It's a very expensive, long, lengthy, torturous process mm -hmm. to get to day one. Yes. And so like to put emphasis on anything else than door opening seems like frivolous or like second most important. Second thought, yeah. But then it becomes the absolute most important 
on day one. Like yes. that's a very difficult, that you open the door. a very difficult transition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you spend a lot of time thinking about the regulatory constraints or issues with banking to be able to get the doors open. Once you've got through all of those hurdles, then you open the doors and now your customers expect to see a brand and you haven't spent the time baking the brand right. yet. And so then we kind of go backwards right. and try and get those pieces Reverse together. Yeah. And But we've already hired a team. Right. So now and we've already built the place and the, yeah, and the actual so now what do we do, right? right? And that's where all of the brand pieces don't feel consistent and where we're missing that like look and feel both from a, a, an experience as well as aesthetics. And so if we spent more time thinking around brand early, that will help drive all of the other decisions. So we can be very clear with what our next actions need to be if we're thinking first saying, yes, Okay, we're fun first. Everything that we need to do needs to be fun. Yeah. What does that look like? From people to place to setup to name to all those things. Yes. Yeah. You're good at what you do. We've been doing it for a while. I know. Yeah. And I don't mean to, I'm not I'm trying to be patronizing. Like I just feel like, and, and people are finding you. Like I'm not saying people aren't working with you, but if they bring you in earlier, they would be better from day one because they brought you in on day minus 100. It's always easier to start the framework right. and then to try and go back and change the frame. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is a new industry. Yeah. We're all still trying to figure it out. Like we know a lot of things about retail and some of those have played out very clearly in cannabis and some of them right. haven't. Can I ask you another question? Because we also like some of these retailers have been open a number of years and you know, in traditional retail as well, it's never stagnant. Like it's very no. rarely a, a, a retail environment stays the same forever. No. Like how do you think about the evolution of a brand, even a very successful retailer, how to constantly be fresh because that's what consumers want. How do you think about that when you're talking to retailers? Well, it's kind of going, going to go back to those core values. And then how does it evolve and change with the customer? So I'll give an example. We didn't have edibles when the stores opened. We now have edibles. And actually moving forwards, we're going to have edibles that can be subcategorized into things like gummies and confectionery chocolates, as well as like dried fruit, for example. And so within that, that is going to evolve and change. We need to understand how all of those pieces relate to our specific customer. So all of the decisions that I'm going to make around inventory and assortment and the way that it's merchandised and the way that my team talks about the product mm -hmm. with the customer is going to need to evolve and change. But at the very end of it, if we're fun, then it would always come back to we're right, fun first. Right. There is some, yeah. some home base message or home yes. base strategy and, and, and approach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking to you. I learn a lot. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having and me. And by the time this rolls, we will already done this, but we're also going to have you next week for an event we're doing around retail series, which has been a great series. I've learned a ton, but I think retailers who are coming, whether they are early in the timeline or like open already, are learning a ton. So thank you for your partnership on that as well. That was Krista Raymer from Vitrina Group. We always enjoy speaking with her, gain experience and expertise from her that she is willing to share with retailers across Canada and across North America. That was episode one of Cannabis Daily. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube. We'd ask that you please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you're not joining us on YouTube, we still encourage you to subscribe on YouTube. That link should be in the title, bfc.me slash YouTube. That's Business of Cannabis. We look forward to connect with you tomorrow. Thanks for being here.